It is time to recap a week in Drake Sports. This is The Bark, and here are your hosts, Noah Manderfeld and J.D. Pellegrino. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Bark. It's a brand new year. We've got brand new sports, and we're brand new people after this summer, J.D. I'm Noah Manderfeld. I'm the sports director for the Drake Broadcasting System, and with me is former sports editor of the Times Delphic. I can't say current because he has now moved on, but he's still the foremost Drake expert. It's J.D. Pellegrino. How are you doing, J.D.? I'm well, Noah. Thanks for asking. Yep, we are not editing sports stories for the Times <laughs> Delphic anymore, but we will still be covering women's basketball, men's basketball, and Drake football. So we're looking Everything. forward to a great year. First day of school today, and we're getting we're gonna get right back into it starting up this upcoming weekend. It's a day of firsts. You know, I had my first class, my first uh, my first. It's our podcast. first. It's, it's our it's our last first day of school. It's our last. First, that's weird to think about. Yeah, we're both seniors, so I mean, we've got one more year left of this. Who will but, carry the torch for the bark? You know, honestly, I want to see a good. I want to see a good sports season for my last year at Drake. I think we can see it. We can. We can do it. I yeah, we, we have the it. pieces. We've got the. I think people. we can do it. We've got the pieces. We got the pieces, and we're gonna go into that. We're gonna talk about football first, and then we're gonna go into both soccer, men's and women's. The women's have started their season actually, and they've had a rough start. We'll talk about that. And then we're gonna go into volleyball. Uh, who are going through some changes with their senior class. But let's first talk about football. And first, I'm going to lead it, start it off with just talking about expectations. And this is the Todd Stepsis, brand new head coach. This is his model. He wants to put the expectations on this football team. And he, he even said in his press conference that he thinks that this football team can put together their best stretch they've ever had in program history. And I mean, that's high expectations. And that could just be a first-year coach trying to pump up his team. But I think there is some truth to that. However, there are a bit of question marks. Uh, the biggest question marks, that quarterback battle. I mean, Alex Bray, who was the backup quarterback last year, he's now a wide receiver. He's not a quarterback, which means, I mean, there's Ian Corwin, who seems to be the starter so far for the team. Of course, Ben Niehaus also got some time last year. But that quarterback position, they're going to be figuring it out on the fly. But other than that, their offense, they have a lot of pieces. They still have Stephen Doran, uh, who was their leading receiver last year. Devin Cates, who's getting looked at by NFL teams. The Vikings and the Bears both checked him out. Other teams have seen his tape. Uh, and Devin Cates, he's got that same size that Eric Saubert had, who, of course, got drafted by the Atlanta Falcons a few years ago. They still have Drew Lauer, who's apparently the energy in that offense, as Todd Steps has described him. So that quarterback position is a little bit uh, dicey, but the rest of the offense is there and then the defense I mean they're loaded Will Warner he's third team All-American uh, uh, this year on the pre-All-American he was a first team All-American last year Gavin Deneen he's on the preseason PFL first team Aaron Morgan as well that line overall is loaded JD 29 sacks last, se- last season and even though Nathan Clayburg's gone they have so much more I mean I feel like this is almost as complete as they had it last year aside from that quarterback battle I agree. I think if we are looking at the offense, they do have most of their pieces back. Steve Doran Mm -hmm. leading the receiving core, a mentor for all younger receivers, is entering his fifth and final season. Same with Devin Cates, leader on the team, comes in at number two or number three in stats over the last two years, but his size is, you can't deny it. And speaking of the energy that Drew Lauer brings to the offense during welcome weekend, you know, trying to get all the first years hyped up, Drew Lauer was the guy. He spoke to the crowd. He spoke to 
the first years to the PMAX to everybody leading him around. And you can sense the energy. You can hear the enthusiasm in his voice looking forward to really do something that this football team hasn't done yet. Mm-hmm. Drake University's Gavin Deneen, Steve Doran, Aaron Morgan, and Will Warner were named to the 2019 preseason All-Pioneer Football League team, just as you said. That was selected by the league's head coaches and was announced on Monday, July 29th. And just as you said, the defense is loaded. They lost Nathan Clayberg on the D-line and Jabari Butler covering up wide receivers, but they did retain Warner, Deneen, and other top league talents. So the defense should be okay. The offense, like we were saying, it's all about quarterback. They did return all of their pieces. They've got everyone going into their everyone it seems going into their fifth year. So what are they going to do next season? Well, we'll be gone and they'll be gone. So that's going to be a different conversation. But I talked to a couple of the football players and they're very optimistic mm-hmm. about their new quarterback, freshman Ian Corwin. So I think that we have a lot to look forward to. If Ian Corwin is comfortable in the pocket, if he is comfortable playing at the college level, the team should be fine. Drew Lauer, last season, when healthy, has been a great ground-and-pound back. Uh He led the team in rushing with 511 yards and tied the team lead with three rushing touchdowns. He can catch the ball, too. He totaled 185 all-purpose yards against Missouri S&T with 134 yards receiving on three receptions. So... I think that the offense is going to be okay. Can Ian get them the ball? That's the question. Is he going to be comfortable? Yeah, and I think Stepsis in his press conference talked about consistency with these guys. And he just he's seen the flashes of what they can do, but he's also seen the flashes of what could hurt the team. And how he described it was they don't need to win the game. They just need to not lose the game. And I think that's a good way to describe his quarterback battle because Drew Lauer, and you talked about that energy, He's going to have a lot on his shoulders if that quarterback position is dicey all season long. And that's what he, that's why Stepsis is just saying, you know, he, he even said it's okay to punt. You know, just don't lose the game. Don't turn the ball over. And that's one thing that last year, as good as Grant Kramer was, we saw from him. He started to throw those interceptions, and he started losing games. You know, you don't have to throw 4,000 yards in a season. You just need to keep the ball and keep the ball moving because this is a defensive-heavy team this year. I think they're accepting that. And if Ian Corwin can turn out, I mean, keep in mind, Grant Kramer, he was a freshman when he first started. Uh, he, he started day one. If Ian Corwin can turn into that, I mean, we've got a quarterback for four more years. That could be exciting to look at. I agree. And I think something really important to highlight on the flip side of the whole Devin Cates situation, he he's looking to extend his playing career. He's yeah. looking to make it to the NFL. So Devin Cates, I think we're going to see something out of him this season that we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. He's going to be proving himself proving that he can play at this level to himself, to scouts, to his family, to everyone. So I think that he can elevate Ian Corwin's level of play. I know the players are excited about Todd Steps' is taking over. They said that he he brought and brings a different energy than Rick Fox in a positive way, not knocking Rick Fox at all, mm-hmm. but something that he's a little bit younger, he's more physical. They all are on the same wavelength with him. So I think that we can expect big things from this football team. We will be able to tell week one at North Dakota coming up on August 30th. 
Yeah, and one of the big things that he's implemented, Stepsis, is you put your phone phones down. Ten minutes before the meeting, you put your phone down. And, I mean, he's he's all in on that team bonding, and it really seems to be working. This team has an energy that, again, not knocking Nick, Rick Fox, but it's just an energy that they didn't have last year. Um, and I think that could be really beneficial. They're picked to finish third in the Pioneer Football League standings. Dayton and San Diego are both ahead of them, and they're on the road versus San Diego this year, and they host Dayton. Of course, San Diego, the class of the Pioneer Football League, um, so those are the really big games this season. And then they start the season. They're going to go to North Dakota for the first game next week. And then they play South Dakota State in week three. Those are two very tough teams, South Dakota State in particular, a semifinalist about three years in a row now in yep. uh, FCS football. So two really tough contests that we normally see early in the season, but it's really going to see how good this team is. I think that there's a very promising future for this team. They just have to practice how they play and show out. So they will be on the road versus North Dakota, August 31st. That game starts at 4 p.m. We're going to get over the men's soccer now. Let's do men's soccer. They've played three exhibition matches, and they've drawn two, winning one just yesterday as they of recording. That was August 25th. Um, they're picked to finish third in a preseason poll, and this is a team that went to the semifinals last year in the Missouri Valley Conference and lost in, it was, what, double overtime, I believe, to Loyola. Um, and then... You know, they, they return Jared Brown. They return Leroy Enzigusi, Miss Horn. In fact, Stephen Enna was really the only key player they lost last season. So no wonder why this team is expected to succeed again. Um, but Cole Poppin, he's still there. I think the one thing that I would see from this team is they need more consistent goal scorers. I, I feel like every single game that we did last year with this team, uh, they were losing one to nothing. And Jared Brown's a great goalie. They've got great defense, but it was Enzigusi that really was relied on for the goal scoring. They need a couple other guys to step up if they want to win games consistently. Yeah, and I think it's much of the same with the women's team in the sense that both teams returned a lot of players. Mm -hmm. So that only loss being Steven Enna, you just have to bank on the chemistry of this team, how they gelled. Do they know how to win? Have they learned from their mistakes? How hard did they practice in the offseason? And how hard are they going to be practicing an exhibition for the real season? So I think that we will, I mean, we are going to see what happens, but I think that only good things are going to come from last season, from the offseason. And we should be in for hopefully a good Drake season for men's soccer. Yeah. And going off of that, uh, their goal scoring real quick before we move on, just seven games last year that they score more than one goal. You can't win like that. And they they went 7-7-3 seven, seven, and three last year, of course, but you've got to score more than a goal if you want to win, and that's going to be really key for this team. Yeah, their season opener is on the road versus Oral Roberts on August 30th at 7 p.m. So they start on the road. Let's move over to women's soccer who have played four games and actually two in the regular season. They played two exhibition games and two regular season games. Here's the thing, though. They've all ended two to nothing. This is a team that hasn't scored a goal and given up eight and they went to the Missouri Valley Conference Championship last season, surprisingly, uh, and they lost to Loyola 3-2 to in that championship game. They didn't lose anybody really crucial. Uh, so this is a team that's supposed to be up and coming, and right now we haven't seen that. There's the potential for something great, but they haven't really shown something great. And, I mean, they played Iowa State. That's a tough team. Creighton. Uh, Denver, Colorado, all tough teams. They played three games on the road uh, and just one at home. The first one was Creighton. So it hasn't been fun for them, but I would like to see at least some goal scoring and some flash of potential for this team that had a rough season last year aside from that late run into the Missouri Valley Conference Championship. And so I don't know. I, I, I don't know about this, J.D. I think, I think we need some of those 
those young players to step up. Olivia Bruce, she's a junior forward uh, returning for this season. Uh, their defense is still pretty solid. Uh, and this is a team that really should be performing and is just not right now. Yeah, you're right. And I think if we look at last season, to begin the season, once you get past exhibition, they went two and six, mm-hmm. I believe. That was rough. They went two and six to start the season. So this is exactly what happened last season. And uh-huh. you've got to hope that they start winning more games. They've got to find ways to score. It is early in the season. I think that this is the type of thing where they're going to learn from their mistakes. Anything can happen come playoff season. So they've got to figure it out. They've got to rely on their experience. They, they're growing. They are a young team still. They have a handful of juniors, a couple seniors, and then a bunch of freshmen and sophomores. So looking at the experience – the leadership from those up-and-coming players is going to be very important, but they do have a long season ahead of them. I think you're exactly right on that. They started out this exact same way last season, and their top goal scorer, Olivia Bruce, she was just a sophomore last season, uh, and she's heading into her junior year. She scored six goals, had 13 points last season. Allison Walls, she was a freshman last year, now coming into her sophomore year. So, you know, they, they didn't lose very many players, and I, I think I think you're right on that. I think they just need to turn it around and have that one uh, little game to, to turn around. And we're just two games into the regular season, so we'll have to see how that turns out. But let's move over to volleyball, who hasn't started their season yet, but they're looking uh, to add some changes. Yep, you're right, Noah. Drake graduated two of their top talents at the net in Grace Schofield and Catherine Cheek. However, they get back their setter, Paige Aspinwall. Players like Kylie Mack and Maddie Ford will be back as well. The team only has two seniors this season in Aspinwall and middle blocker L. Tubbs. This is both good and bad. They are a young team, but they have experience. Emily Plock, Jillian Gergen both received plenty of reps last season at the net behind Grace Schofield, L. Tubbs, and other players like that, Catherine Cheek. They're going to take over as two of the main hitters. Uh, for mm-hmm. the Bulldogs. So in addition to Tubbs, there's going to be more weight on their shoulders, but it's not like they're not prepared for it. We've both had meetings with Darren McBroom, uh-huh. interviews, and we see the kind of atmosphere that he has created in that team. Next next woman up, next player ready to play. So I think that we do have good things to see. There are a bunch of younger players who will be filling in those roles for Gergen and Plock, just as they played last year. So This is another team. They're a strong team. This is one of Drake's best teams, frankly. So we've got nothing yet, but they will be heading to Charleston, Illinois, this weekend, Friday, August 30th through Saturday the 31st for the Eastern Illinois University Invitational. They will face Memphis, South Dakota State, and Eastern Illinois there. And they rolled through this part of the schedule last year, and that junior class of this year, that was one of their best recruiting classes. It's got Emily Plock, it's got Maddie Ford in it, Jillian Gergen, uh, and it's got Kylie Mackey. And Emily Plock was recruited, of course, in-state by Iowa State and Iowa, so she's a really big recruit. So while this team does only have two seniors, they still have that strong junior class and that sophomore class, and so they lose Catherine Cheek, and they also lose Grace Schofield, but they still have that strong junior and sophomore class that should lead this team to greater and bigger things after their first playoff appearance last season. That will do it for this episode of The Bar. Thank you for listening. We'll have actual game recaps coming up next week once the season starts, but let's hope for a good Drake season this year. Thanks for listening, folks. (laughs) 